the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. You know, that last line uh, from the open that we play each and every hour on this program, unless time prohibits us from doing so, that last line, those last three words, we are Americans. I recognize that. The odds are pretty strong that you recognize that. Do you think that Joe Biden recognizes that? Do you think that Joe Biden believes that we are Americans. Do you believe that Joe Biden recognizes that he is the president of a free nation, a nation rooted in liberty, a nation that has survived with liberty and thrived with liberty throughout its existence? Do you think he realizes that you and I, and he, are free? That we don't have to do what an authoritarian dictator tells us to do? Do you think that Joe Biden honestly recognizes that there is no one man who has some sort of magical control over our choices and our decisions on how we live our lives, or how we protect our own health. That for one man to tell us what we can and cannot do, or what choices we must make, is a violation of the rights granted to us, not by man, but by God. Rights that are delineated in our Constitution and rights that have been defended by the blood and the sacrifice of millions of patriots over the course 
of the last 245 years. Do you think Joe Biden knows that we are Americans? Good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. A little bit of a different start to the program today, but I will remind you that it is a Friday, a free-for-all Friday, and it is uh, nine minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this 14th morning of the fifth month of the year of our Lord, 2021. And we have a great show coming up for you, and we will start our program, of course, with the Pledge of Allegiance. But I wanted you to understand what you hear from President Reagan at the end of that uh, part of his 1981 inaugural address Uh, at the very end there, we are Americans, is something that cannot and should not be taken for granted. Not everyone recognizes that we are Americans. I try to say that with the drama of President Reagan, including the man who now carries the title that President Reagan once carried, President Joe Biden. It uh, It is a staggering thought when you come to the realization that Joe Biden does not understand that the nation he is presiding over is free. I'll get to that after we get uh, get you started with, as we always do, our Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, please stand. Please face your flag if you have one mounted outside on a pole. Uh, if you have one in your home at some place, some point. And uh, by the way, I love it. Thank you, Charlie, yesterday. Charlie in Lakewood sent me a picture or posted a picture on Facebook of him facing his flag, hand over his heart, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance with us as we get our program started. Um, In fact, you know what I'm going to do, just to throw this to you before we do it? I'm getting messages like that on social media, and I'm getting them uh, texted to me from people who know my number. Um, People saluting and pledging and and joining with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance with us every day. I'm going to start a page on our webpage on WHK's website. Uh, I'm WHKradio.com, by the way, if you don't go to it. I'm going to start a page here and just going to put pictures of patriots standing there listening to their radios in the morning and putting the, nobody's watching them. They're not doing this for anybody else. They're doing it for themselves. You are doing it for yourself, and I love that. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to make you famous. Or at least I'm just going to share the uh, the patriotism that you display uh, with uh, with others via our our whkradio.com page or my Bob France Authority page. So again, patriots rise, hands to hearts, please. Uh, leftists, go ahead and take your proverbial knee as we say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Joe Biden doesn't share that allegiance uh, to country. Joe Biden seems to think that somebody named him dictator. Somebody made him authoritarian, totalitarian, uh, you know, all-powerful dictator. This man actually tweeted the following words yesterday and then put them out on his POTUS account on Facebook as well. Quote, the rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. End quote. That's it. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, does not believe in your freedom. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, does not believe in the sacrifice of those who gave us that freedom. He thinks he can literally tell you, you must either take this shot, this this vial of, of drugs, experimental drugs, that are not immunizing you, 
They admit and acknowledge, so it cannot even really be called a vaccine. But you will take this shot of experimental drugs, or you will forever have your face hidden until you choose to take that shot. You will wear that face face mask, that face diaper. You will not be able to communicate with people. You will not be able to, to smile at people. You will not be able to uh, uh, greet people until you take that shot. The choice is yours. Keep hiding under the mask or take the shot that we demand of you. Now, I don't know about you, but if a, if a vaccine-slash-experimental drug cocktail is so phenomenally, wonderfully effective and free of side effects, why would they need to order you? Why would they need to indeed bribe you into taking it? I want you to ponder that for a moment. If this was the glorious panacea that uh, they've been waiting for, if this is the end to our pandemic, this is the answer, why are they offering you a million dollars in a raffle if you go and take the shot? Why they're offering you free food, free baseball tickets? Why are they offering you goods and services to bribe you into taking something if it is so wonderful and free of any uh, any negativity? There's so much to get into this morning. Coming up at nine thirty-five, we're going to talk to J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance, you probably know from his best-selling uh, book, uh, The Hillbilly El- uh, Elegy, or not the, just Hillbilly Elegy, also the movie uh, of the same name. He is going to be in the race. He has not announced yet, but he is going to be in the race. He has got some uh, uh, very strong backers for the United States Senate seat currently occupied by Rob Portman. That's a very crowded field. We've already talked to uh, Josh Mandel. Uh, we have talked to Jane Timken. We're going to talk to J.D. Vance. We're going to talk to as many of the candidates as we can. Hopefully Bernie Moreno next week. But J.D. Vance will be in town as well as many of the rest of them for uh, tomorrow's uh, political summit, Ohio political summit in Strongsville. But J.D. Vance will be with me at 935 to talk about that race. Then at 1035, Ohio, former Ohio State Representative Christina Hagelund will join us. Let's, let's uh, also get a word in here about the new CDC guidance. CDC guidance, this is, of course, what prompted Biden to make his uh, authoritarian turn and make it public. You will take this shot or you will wear a mask until you do. I swear to goodness, I get flashbacks of my mother telling me, you will eat those, those Brussels sprouts or you will sit right here until you do. You will not leave that chair. We will go to bed tonight, and you will still be there if you do not eat those Brussels sprouts. That's what the that's the the feeling that I got when Daddy Biden tried to dress us down and say, "You will, you will take that vaccine, or you will wear that mask until you do, Mister." This is all because of new CDC guidance. New guidance that says you don't have to wear the mask if you are fully vaccinated. In fact, you don't even have to socially distance anymore. The six feet of separation, particularly in large crowds, nope, that's out the window now. COVID was deadly two days ago. You needed a mask, and you needed to stay six feet apart. But now today... Well, it's just not that deadly anymore. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says those who are fully vaccinated can lose the face covering in crowds and in most indoor settings like movie theaters, full capacity worship services, gyms, and indoor dining. We have all longed for this moment. 
when we can get back to some sense of normalcy. If you haven't gotten the shot, you'll still need masks for most activities. The guidance still calls for wearing masks in crowded indoor settings like buses, planes, and hospitals. Dr. Walensky also says those with weakened immune systems should talk with their doctor before shedding the mask. So... The logical question here is what changed from two days ago until today? They didn't even announce two days ago we are on the precipice. We're on the verge. We are right there. We are this close to being able to take off our masks and not socially distance if enough people are vaccinated. We're this close. By what measure? They didn't announce it because they didn't have one. They didn't announce that they were this close to doing it because they weren't this close to doing it. Why did they make this announcement now? Why did they decide, hey, we've hit a milestone here. What's the milestone? We don't know, but it's a milestone, and now we're going to say COVID isn't so bad, and the, the virus isn't so dangerous, and you can go ahead and take those masks off if you're vaccinated, which doesn't immunize you from the virus, by the way. Why do you think they made that decision right now would it surprise you to learn that this was nothing more than liberal democrat deception and distraction this is how david copperfield can make a fully grown elephant disappear on stage he didn't make it disappear he distracted you into looking elsewhere without even knowing it subconsciously and pulled the wool over your eyes this is deception and distraction worthy of the greatest magicians. You see, with America burning and all fingers pointing at Biden policy for those flames, they needed to do something. So the Biden administration decides to use the CDC to distract you and take your eyes off of the flames and distract you with a restoration of part of your stolen liberty. The masks can come off if you're fully vaccinated. And you don't even have to keep your distance in groups, large or small. Why? Why now? Because if you didn't have this to take your eyes off of the rest, you would keep your eyes on the rest. What is the rest? A horrendous jobs report from the month of April. Over a million jobs expected to be filled, just 266,000, because employers can't lure workers off their couches due to unemployment insurance extensions and supplementals paid for by or implemented by the Biden administration. Foreign agents committing cyber attacks on our infrastructure. An immeasurable crisis at the southern border that is continuing to be encouraged by the Biden administration. Rising violent crime in virtually every urban center in America as cops are defunded and driven into retirement and thugs given free reign. Tax increases to pay for a $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that was 90% non-COVID relief. Tax increases to pay for a $2.5 trillion infrastructure bill that was 94% not infrastructure. Tax increases coming to pay for a $2 trillion American Families Plan to provide free preschool, free college, free everything. 
The American dollar reduced to the value of monopoly money as a result. Inflation rising at a pace at least as fast as it did in the Carter years. Gas lines. Gas shortages. Gas price hikes. A Congress trying to destroy the Constitution by instituting a federal takeover of all elections. And packing the court. And declaring new states all in a blatant forever power grab. I could go on, but I don't need to. America is on fire in 120 days or so of Joe Biden. And in order to take your eyes off of the flames, he's going to tell you, look, I'm going to give you part of your liberty back. But oh, by the way, don't you forget, you do it the way we tell you to. You can take that mask off if you have gotten the jab. If not, you will wear that thing until you do, mister. What country does this man think we are in? 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. I want to hear from you on this Friday edition of The Authority. We'll be right back. See the laughter, hear a merry, merry laughter. You could hear what they are after if you want. Okay, 926, we continue. Don't forget, coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so, we're going to talk to J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance is a candidate, or let me let me be accurate on this. J.D. Vance has formed an exploratory committee uh, to run for uh, Senate for the vacant seat, or the seat that will be vacated, rather, by Rob Portman. He is not officially declared yet, but exploratory committees are almost always exclusively uh, the precursor toward an announcement for a run. So Hillbilly Elegy author J.D. Vance will be joining us to talk about what he sees for the uh, uh, in that race and, uh, and what he sees for the country if he is able to be elected to the United States Senate. It's going to be really interesting to talk to him about the state of the party right now. The state of the party is in a really unique place since uh, uh, the Republican Party uh, in the House voted to remove... Liz Cheney from her position of of uh, authority, her third in line uh, in terms of most powerful members of the House in the uh, Republican side. You know, she's no longer part of leadership, and part of the reason why is she seemed to be bucking the party's trend toward America First policies. Donald Trump may be gone, but the policies still remain, and uh, they need to be rowing in the same direction. We'll talk to J.D. Vance about that, and also about international affairs, including. Uh, the other big issue that I didn't get to yet this morning that I want to, of course, and that is the fact that uh, Israel continues to defend itself and Israel continues to hear the criticism from the United States. Not necessarily from Joe Biden, who did declare that Israel has a right to defend itself, but from members of the United States Congress, in particular the squids. The Israelis continue to fight back against real Palestinian attacks and against the also the anti-Semitic cheerleading from the left-wing press and the left-wing squids, or squad as they like to be called, from within our own government. It is beyond um, description, to be quite frank, anymore. What is happening with Jihad Omar and with Sharia Tlaib and with Alexandria Damasio-Cortez, what they are doing in giving aid and comfort, if you will, to Palestinian terrorists is just 
like I said, it's it's beyond the pale. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez responded to Joe Biden saying Israel has a right to defend itself by saying blanket statements like these with little context or acknowledgement of what precipitated this cycle of violence, namely the expulsions of Palestinians and attacks on Al-Aqsa dehumanize Palestinians and imply the U.S. will look the other way at human rights violations. It's wrong. The only problem here is that literally, with the exception of her name, at the top of the tweet, every other thing that she wrote is wrong. Everything she wrote is wrong, including what precipitated the cycle of violence, the expulsion of Palestinians, and attacks on Al-Aqsa. It's all incorrect. The Palestinians continue their efforts, along with their supporters in Syria and in Iran and in other hostile, from other hostile Islamic Jihad and other hostile groups in Muslim nations, Muslim and Arab nations in the entirety surrounding Israel. They continue to try to end Israel, to wipe them off the map. Israel is ready to fight back, not just with return fire. With bombs being uh, uh, sent from Israel into Gaza, into strategic targets, but also now with foot soldiers. They are massing their troops along the border there of Israel and Gaza and are ready to do what it takes to put down this. It should be noted that in the entirety of the four years of the Trump administration, we saw no such aggressions from the Palestinians against Israel. And it could very well be because the entirety of the region knew that Israel had its strongest supporter perhaps ever in the United States when Donald Trump was president. Moving the embassy to Jerusalem, uh, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital, all of the things that the, the president did, that previous presidents promised to do and had no courage to do, Donald Trump did, showed the world, do not screw with Israel or you're screwing with us too. Now that we have weakness in leadership, in Joe Biden, they don't fear Donald Trump anymore. Suddenly the Palestinians go on the attack again. You need to recognize that as well. We'll talk about that with J.D. Vance, among other things, too. Coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. All right, 937 now as we continue on AM 1420. The Answer. Uh, I told you we're going to be talking to J.D. Vance here in just a couple of minutes. That's actually going to be at 1010. A little bit of schedule snafu there. We will have J.D. Vance on the air at the top of the next hour. So J.D. Vance at 1010. Then, uh, as I noted earlier, Christina Hagan, former Ohio State representative, will be joining us at uh, 1035, which means plenty of time right now for you to get on the air. 216-901-0945, It is a free-for-all Friday. If you want to talk about the CDC guidance now suggesting you don't need to wear masks or distance if you're vaccinated, if you want to talk about the Joe Biden threat, you will get the jab or you will wear the mask until you do. A direct authoritarian statement by a guy who thinks he literally is the dictator of this country. And by the way, may I do the whataboutism game for one second? Remember how we were told for four years that Trump was the man who saw himself as a dictator? Can you imagine Donald Trump tweeting those words? You will take the vaccine or you will wear the mask until you do. The choice is yours. Can you imagine the hair on fire of every anchor at CNN 
and at MSNBC and at the New York Times and at the Washington Post and so on down the line. Can you imagine if Donald Trump made such a cryptic order on Twitter, no less, which is where he received most of his criticism for tweets, if he said, you will take the vaccine or you will wear the mask until you do, the choice is yours. Holy goodness. But now that Joe Biden says this, it's well said, sir. Very inspiring, very encouraging, following the science. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. The left applauds this type of of authoritarianism. If Donald Trump had said anything even close to that, oh, my God, start new impeachment proceedings now. This man thinks he controls the personal lives of the people, that they must take the shot full of an experimental drug, a drug cocktail, or wear the mask. And there is no third option. The choice is, this is it, that's it. He has proven he cannot be president of the United States. He is a dictator, he is a fascist, he is Hitler! This is what they would do. Joe Biden says this, and it's, wow, well played, sir. Really wonderful. 216-901-0945, Todd in Cleveland. Todd, you're on AM 1420. The answer, good morning, go ahead. Yo, Bob, good morning, you you too, man. Yes, sir. The governor got it right twice. The, um, it's 186,000 jobs sitting out there in the state to be filled. It's reasonable that he give an ample amount of time to let people know it's coming, and it's time to let the unemployment insurance go, um, as it applies to the coronavirus. It's I'm with him on that. I, 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 am with, I am with him on the you know being one of many red state governors. He's actually acting like a red state governor in this instance. I'm I'm with you and I'm with him on ending the expanded unemployment insurance and the supplemental on top of it. We've got to get people off their couches and back into their jobs. Otherwise, the economy is going to be in worse shape than it was before. But that's that's about the only thing I'll agree on. I think. Go ahead. What's part two? Well, unlike you. I'm not going to say it's because he's a red state governor. I'm going to say it because he's appreciating the need to maximize the healthy efficiency of government. So I'll just move past that one. But, yeah, we'll disagree on that because he is he has he has not indicated any such thing in his in his term thus far. Uh, he's no, yeah, he he is he has not he has not governed he has not governed like he is concerned correctly about the economy and about the impact that these these new laws uh, or these uh, expanded uh, uh, uninsurance uninsurance um, uh, uh, claims and the supplementals you know he has not done anything like this before that would indicate he cares about doing thing the right thing economically so. What his motivation to me is is purely political. He knows he's up for re-election. He knows that Jim Renacci is coming. He knows that a, an unknown named Joe Blystone is a conservative hero to a lot of people, and he's coming, and he's going to do everything he can right now to try to salvage what's left of his, uh, of his first term as governor so that he doesn't get booted. And the lottery idea is a good idea. The reality of our predominantly capitalist society, and I do mean predominantly, not totally, um, is that... If you really want to advance yourself in life, you tend you're going to need lump sums of money at some point. You can work your way through and and around a lot of things, but at some point, either you have to get it or somebody has to get it on your behalf as a result of work or a charity, a lump sum for you to make a leap. So for folks to be able to get this money as a result of taking the vaccine and their names going to some kind of pot, I hope it's a clean lottery. I think that's reasonable and hopefully why, some really why, good. How, how does that help though? How does that help Ohio? 
That'll well, help five. That'll help five people. That'll help they're, five people. They're Ohioans. One. Are they Ohioans? That's true. But how will that help Ohio? That's how it will help Ohio. You're, no. you're giving. You're never no. going to get money to everybody and get resources to Todd, everybody. I feel like you're smiling on the other end of this line, totally joking with me, because nah, I know man, you. I'm not you're joking. an intelligent guy. You're one of my most astute callers. You almost always have good reasoning and, and, and you know uh, arguments for, for your positions. Don't tell me that you think that taking $5 million and putting it in the hands of five Ohioans will help Ohio better than taking those $5 million, which came from where, Todd? Where are those Back dollars coming from? No, well, yes, but but more specifically, where is this money coming from? The money it's coming from COVID money. relief dollars. Relief money, yeah. It's coming from COVID relief dollars from the the federal government, which of course are our tax dollars. Yes, but those COVID relief dollars were given to our state to help our businesses get the hell off of their, uh, you know, the out of the terrible place that they've been in, the crippled state that they've been in because of the lockdowns imposed by the governor. So, would five million dollars helping? You know, 500 businesses, by giving each of them $500,000, just as an example, and I'm not doing my math right there, That's but correct. would it be better, would it be better to give that money to the businesses that suffered so they can rebuild, start rebuilding their inventory, their stock, their supply, their workforce, et cetera, or put it in the hands of five individuals as an incentive to take a cocktail that they otherwise maybe wouldn't have taken? In in theory, I would say it would be better to spread it out more amongst the businesses, like you're saying. I don't know what kind of people the five people are going to be. And Doesn't the last matter. part, and then the Doesn't last matter. part. It, it all, it, I would also ask you this, Todd. Where does he get the authority? I would like to know that. If this money was given to the state of Ohio for the purposes of rebuilding Ohio's economy and businesses because of what happened during the pandemic with the lockdowns and so on and so forth, I would like to know if the governor has unilateral authority to say, I'm taking $5 million and giving it away in a lottery. Does he not have to run that past Congress? Does he not have to uh, get approval of, of uh, not Congress, I mean the Ohio General Assembly? Does he not have to get the approval of, of anybody else in the administration, anybody else in state leadership? I, I don't even know if he has the authority to do this unilaterally. And then the last part of that is this. Those kids that are going to luck up on a free, taxpayer-funded public school, college education from the state of Ohio yeah. will learn something about being loyal to, loyal to not just the tax base, but the state that showed the benevolence to make sure that you get it. I'm impressed. I'm still with the governor on all three decisions. Right, and. Well. Bob, I'm disappointed you, in you, Todd, because you are you. Thank you for the call, brother. You are usually more on top of things than this. I'm really disappointed. I'm okay with the amending the unemployment thing. In fact, I would encourage that so that we can get people back to work. I mean, there was a there was a posting on uh, a local Facebook page or whatever out in Lorain County that from a, from a local Wendy's a couple of days ago that said Wendy's will be closing at noon today because of staff shortage. They could not stay open past noon because they had nobody to work. You got to get people out of their living rooms and back on the job. I totally agree with that part, but that's it. And and you know, as far as the sure, a couple of kids will benefit from winning these scholarships, and a couple of people will benefit from, from win, winning a a million dollars each in the lottery. But uh, again, those dollars were not for a couple of people. Those dollars were to help build Ohio's economy back after it was devastated by the decisions made by the same bespectacled buffoon, uh, the little Napoleonic tyrant, Mike DeWine, in the first place. He destroyed this state economically, 
And I think he was on the way to doing so even before the pandemic, by the way. But certainly with the pandemic, he uh, it allowed him to put it on a fast track, that destruction. And instead of rebuilding it with these federal dollars, he's giving it to a selected few individuals in order to encourage them to take the jab, which doesn't immunize you. Just FYI. If anybody tells you that the immunization or the vaccinations immunize you from COVID, you tell them Bob France says they're a liar. And not because Bob France knows anything else, but because the companies that make the vaccines have told you this doesn't immunize you from COVID. It just lessens your symptoms if you happen to get it. You can still get it and you can still get sick from it. It just won't be as bad. And you can still transmit it to other people. It's not an immunization. Please remember that. Let's go to uh, BJ next. BJ North Olmstead, you're on the air, sir. Thanks, Bob. Just a thought. It's kind of bizarre, I guess, but instead of five winners of a million dollars, how about thousands of winners of 5,000 or 10,000 increments from that five million? I mean, it's ridiculous what he's doing. Well, that would be better. That would be better, but that would still be bad because it's still now just incentivizing people to take the vaccine. If uh, to be quite honest with you, if I'm not included, if I'm not included in that in that raffle, I would have a problem because I didn't take the vaccine and I'm being discriminated against uh, by my governor. So I would have a problem. I agree. I agree with that completely. The only reason I'm making that point is that at least money would be back in the civilian population of Ohio in a larger number. No more than that. I disagree totally with him giving away that lottery like that. It's ridiculous. I agree about it going to business, but in lieu of that, since he's such a tyrant, why not just give it to the people? Thank you for your time, Bob. You got it, BJ. Thank you. Yeah, that would be better, but still not good. I mean, I, you know, if you, five million dollars, I, I don't know, divided by, uh, you know, five people is a, is, is a million dollars each, so fifty people would be. I'm terrible at math, especially on the fly and especially without a calculator in my hand. But I'm trying to think about how many people could get, as BJ said, $5,000 each instead of, uh, you know, a million dollars each. Whatever that number would be, yeah, it would be better, but it would still not be right. It's got to go to the business owners who need it most. And by the way, I'll throw this out there, too, because we have to. The business owners that do take COVID relief funds to rebuild must be selected based on their need, not based on their appearance. Because the Biden administration has already done that. If you are a farmer, you were given priority relief for the farming losses that you suffered during the pandemic if you look darker. You were given no such relief if you look lighter. You understand that? They literally did that. If you're African-American, an African-American farmer who was in need of COVID relief, you got it. If you were white, you didn't. Because, you know, equity. Because slavery. Because Jim Crow. Because, 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 because. Because George Floyd died. That's why. So when they start passing around COVID relief dollars to businesses in the state of Ohio, which they should be doing instead of this ridiculous lottery, it better be to people based on their suffering, their losses, and their need, not based on their look. Bob and Medina next. Hi, Bob. Go ahead. Hello, Bob. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Bob. How are you doing? I'm good, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, just uh, make this real quick. Um, had to make a you know decision regarding my son who goes to special needs. You know, goes to school. Okay. And every morning I would drop him off. You know, and uh, he you know would just sigh. You know, and kind of discuss. Got to wear the mask, so he'd get the mask out. 
And then uh, finally, I was just driving, uh, dropped him off, was driving past an elementary school. It was the day uh, about a week or maybe a week and a half ago. Remember when it was like 80 degrees? Yeah, beautiful. Sure. Yeah. yeah, so they had all of these elementary children in my school, you know, and it looked like they were having a um, fire drill, you know, because they were lined up orderly, everything was, every one of them little children were wearing masks. And I just like, I mean, my stomach sank, you know, and so unfortunately, I went uh to the uh, program where my son's, you know, getting some training, and I told I told them that uh, I have to remove him, you know, from there, you know, and they asked why, and I said because of the mask. I said you guys always know I was against the mask. You always see me wearing my uh, Citizens for Free Free Speech badge, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just something that I had to do reluctantly. You know, but until they can straighten up, Bob, I have to do it because it's causing more harm to my son than anything else, you know. I I do know. And, you know, your son and so many other children um, have suffered under those things. Thank you, Bob, for the call. Um, Even though the CDC and even though the schools know full well, particularly you mentioned they were outside in a fire drill type setting, particularly outside, they know that, there is a less than 1% chance one person, uh, in, in fact, it's one person in a thousand, so it's way less than that, um, a chance of spreading or contracting the virus outdoors. Outdoor air and sunlight are the enemy of the COVID-19 virus. It has been proven. It is scientific. It's not in de- under debate anymore. It's the reality of it. Wearing masks outside is as pointless as anything can possibly be. That's number one. And number two... Uh, they have known that children are so non-affected by this virus to the tune of less than 1% again of children get it or get it seriously or transmit it to adults. What they have been doing to the children is simply criminal. And it's one of the reasons why groups like Citizens for Free Speech have been fighting. Groups like Ohio uh, Stands Up, which I tell you about all the time, have been fighting for to protect our children from these ridiculous policies. Let me get a quick time out. More calls right after this. Administration, where we got the emails now where Dr. Walensky was talking with the head of the AFT uh, about guidance for schools, basically taking what the teachers union said versus what the doctors at CDC were saying. So this has always been all over the place and driven by politics. I think it was what Dr. Fauci initially, it was a no mask, then one mask, then two masks, then back to one mask. And of right. course, yesterday, no mask again. So they've been all over the board with this. They are. They're all over the place, and it is all about politics. America's on fire in a billion different ways. Biden knows that people are starting to point the finger at him because, well, virtually every single one of those fires was started by a Biden policy in his first 110, 120 days in office. So what do I got to do to get people smiling again, to get people looking at me favorably again? Well, I'm going to tell the CDC, lift it. Tell anybody who is vaccinated, you don't have to wear them, you don't have to limit your congregations, your size of gatherings, occupancy, uh, and so on and so forth. Six feet of separation, you don't have to do it. But the way he did it, 
I think spoke volumes. The president tweeted, the rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. The message came after the Centers for Disease Control said fully vaccinated people can now go maskless indoors and outdoors with some exceptions. Social media responded with some questioning the power of government and others wondering how people will know whether others have gotten the shots. Some tweeted they would ignore the guidance from the CDC and continue wearing masks for now. Those people are called morons. Sometimes they're called Democrats, but they are. They're moronic. They are literally addicted to fear. No matter what the CDC says, no matter what science says, they have had it instilled at them for the last 14 months, instilled into their brains, that the big, bad, deadly voodoo virus is coming to get you, and they're going to do everything they can to stay inside, to stay away from other people, to not smile, to not have human contact, to, to not show their faces, because they have been just indoctrinated on fear. And they're addicted to it. Joe Biden, the rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. Wow. If Trump said that, if Xi Jinping said that, if Kim Jong-un said that, if Vladimir Putin said that, if Hitler said that, dictators everywhere would applaud that. But Joe Biden says that. And he actually, uh, he actually is supported by his leftist friends. Uh, let's go to uh, Kate in Rootstown. Uh, Kate, you're on AM 1420 The Answer. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. How are you? Good, Kate. Thank um, you. I, I just wanted to comment on, well, a couple things. Obviously, um, with Mike DeWine, I just wanted to say that I think it is a blatant mismanagement of our taxpayers' money. Um, there are so many small businesses, uh, as some previous callers had mentioned, that could benefit from uh, you know small portions of this money sent around to whatever, 5,000 businesses, you know, rather than five families receiving a million dollars. I think that's um, playing a game show with our taxpayer money, and it's it's embarrassment to Ohio. So um, there's that. But um also wanted to say that this million dollars and um, Joe Biden talking about you have to wear your mask, none of that is, is pushing me uh, to consider to get inoculated or to wear a mask. Um, so I'm, I'm all for, you know, personal choice, personal freedoms, and I think it's absurd what both of them are doing. Well, I agree with you, and thank you so much for the call, Kate. Um, look, to the to the lottery game show thing, you're exactly right. I was I told you I was trying to do the math in my head before, but I couldn't do it. That's why I was an English major and not a math major, but I went ahead and did punch it up, the, uh, did punch it up on the calculator. Five million divided by 5000 which would be $5000 each would would give it to 1000 people would 1000 people spending $5000 have a better in, uh, impact on our state economy or five people with a million dollars each i would rather have 1000 people with $5000 each than have five people have 1 million dollars each and moreover i would rather have neither of those things I would rather have those dollars spent on what they were designed for, to give relief to businesses who are trying to open back up. Because then you know how we get relief? Organically, through capitalism, through the free market. Give people a chance to go back to work. Open up their shops, open up their plants. Give them a chance to go back to work. The rest will take care of itself. 
We'll be right back. 